passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen with my guy Gerard Powers. And today we have a very special guest. We have a longtime NFL defensive back, a guy who legitimately was one of my favorite players on the Indianapolis Colts during the Ryan Grigson era. I mean, you guys remember the Ryan Grigson era, right? Uh, Darius <laughs> Butler is here with us. How's it going, Darius? How you been, man? I've been great, man. I've been great. I've uh, been having fun. Offseason, this NFL offseason has been crazy, so they've been uh, obviously keeping us, all of us busy. But uh, I'm good, man. How are you guys, man? Appreciate you for having me. Oh, I man, we, Yeah, for sure. And glad to have you. But, man, uh, just following your media career, like you, you've been my guy for a long time. A lot of people, I don't even know if you remember this, but back when our rookie year at the Combine, our ages uh-huh. knew each other and we was in the lobby and they introduced us to each other. I knew you was like one of the top three, four corners in our class. And I remember thinking, uh, I was like, dang, man. I said, so he, he the one from UConn everybody talking about? And my age was <laughs> like, wait to the combine, like wait till you see this dude move, you know, and you go to the combine and it's four, three, you jumping 44 inches. Like you, it's like crazy numbers at the combine. So, um, my God, appreciate, my dog, you coming. appreciate you having us. But you're starting to skyrocket in the media world, man. We're starting to see you on all these major platforms. Talk about that a little bit and what you got going on in the media world. Well, f- first of all, that combine, man, that's a special moment. I tell everybody all the time, <laughs> we come in that class, you looking at everybody sizing everybody up. Everybody. And we came in, we, we was old heads too, so we didn't have as much social media access and seeing guys, but, you know, seeing you, seeing Vontae, uh, Malcolm Jenkins just retired. Uh, that that Mike Mitchell, somebody we'll probably talk about on this yeah. show. Um, just seeing all these guys come by, that's always a, a dope experience. But um, this media thing, man, it's uh, it's been fun. It, it's been fun, and I, I never really thought as a player this would have been a lane I would have got into. Um, I thought maybe coaching, uh, but definitely didn't see uh, media just because you know I didn't really like what I saw on TV for the most part you know the clickbait stuff or even when you would see former players get on there and talk about the game it's like hey, you know you know that's how, how stuff go in the locker room or that or, or the real behind contracts and who's good who's not so um you know it was something I started the man to man pod with, with AB with Anton Bethea obviously another former longtime coach and um, it was something that we both said, if we're going to do it, you know, we got to do it authentic and uh, have just conversations, the same conversations that we're having in the locker room. You remember all those thousands of conversations um, you had in the locker room. So that's kind of been my way of doing it. Obviously, Pat McAfee, um, a guy that's been trailblazing in the space, uh, both of our former teammates, 
Um, yeah. He's played a huge role in, in, in throwing me alley hoops and helping me get the pod started and doing things like that. So it's been fun, man. It, it's been fun. It's something I wake up. I enjoy doing. Keeps me connected to the game. Um, and, and like I said, mo most importantly, I enjoy doing it. And I feel like I'm, you know, being my authentic self. Lawrence, before you jump in there, Lawrence, right before you jump in, just one more quick while we're still on this subject. My guy, I know you had bounced around. When I say bounced around, played for a couple of teams in the league but yep. before you got to Indy. Uh, me and Lawrence, uh, every pie, you know, we mentioned about just the culture he brings, like, you know, the the reputation Indy got far as organization-wise, the people inside mm -hmm. the building. When you first got to Indy, what was like one of the first things? Because you got the indie under the new staff. You had just mentioned Grayson yep. a little bit. When you first got the indie, what kind of was different compared to New England, compared to Carolina, I think was the two teams you was with before uh, that kind of stood out? Because you kind of made a staple and a name for yourself in India. Yeah, man, you, as you know, uh, better than, than most people, you know, everybody has their own unique path and experience in, in, in life, obviously, but in the league, you know, we both got drafted the same year. We had completely different uh, paths in the league. Right. So uh, like you said, it was my third stop. I came in, I was a high draft pick, second round pick, got cut from New England after two years, went to Carolina for a year, didn't have the greatest year as a team. So, you know, you got to make a judgment, got cut from Carolina and then uh, landed on my feet, got signed like three, four games into the season um, with Indy. And, um, and in New England, super militant. Like, you know, it's not really a fun building to be in, honestly. Um, outside of Sundays, when you run out of that tunnel, you know you got a, a damn good chance of winning because you know you out out prepared and outwork um that team. But it wasn't really a fun environment. Maybe it was it was, you know, you had your your friends and your this and that, but it was very militant in the building. Carolina, um, I was with a, a first year head coach out there, Ron Rivera, and a rookie quarterback uh with Cam Newton. So they were, it was kind of a changing of the guards there too, but it, it was a different environment, much more fun. But you go out on Sundays, it's like, damn, we ain't go over that. We ain't go over this. It was just kind of, you know, it was just different. You had a lot of personalities. You had Smitty, the long, uh, Steve Smith, long time uh, Panthers who doesn't, you know, John Beast and Charles Johnson. You had Jeremy Shockey, just so many, Cam Newton, just huge personalities. So it was completely different. Um, then, then getting to, to Indy, like you saw it from so in in New England, you kind of felt like you were more prepared. You were almost at a different level than everybody else. But that indie week, I remember that you know when we were gonna play Peyton and we were gonna play the Colts. It was just different. That was just somebody you you know kind of almost saw as an equal. Like hey, we got everything. It was just a different week. Everybody's perked up a little more that week. And now uh, you saw that's it, how it was ran. It was an A plus organization from the top down. Even though once again, new head coach with Chuck Pagano. New GM with Ryan Grixon, rookie quarterback with Andrew Luck, but still a lot of things was real buttoned up. And, um, you know, been there for six years, got on my feet. And Grixon, you know, he catches a lot of heat in the media. Um, and I think, you know, he could have done obviously some things different, but his first time around the rodeo, he did a lot. He, he signed a lot of guys. He made a lot of under-the-radar freemen, me, just guys that came, Mike Adams, guys that came in and did did damage that people didn't expect. And, um, you know, I – I sat down with him. He was like, hey, this your third, this your third stop. And we got some injuries. You know, Von, I think Vontae was hurt. Von, yeah, Von King hurt. was hurt. I think you might have been banged up too. Yeah, I just came back. Yeah, I was like the only oh. veteran that was healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cash was out there. Play, so he was yeah, like, look, if, if yeah, he was like, I was how are you coming out of the draft and things haven't worked out in other places. But 
if you don't make it here, this probably this it's probably your last stop in the NFL. I'm just being real with you. So when he said that, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna kind of go out there. If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out my way. And um, you know, just kind of was playing with a different, different sense of confidence and a different uh hunger and had to become a pro and been surrounded by guys like Rob Mathis, Freeney, uh Reggie Wayne, uh you, Antoine Bethe. Like you just saw um just pros, pro, and I just learned a lot from those guys. Awesome. Okay, so it's time i gotta drop this this ad ladies and gentlemen we are finally here the top teams in college basketball have been determined and the final four is set looking to wager on these games with a national championship head over to the betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get started BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Just join today. Learn why everybody is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get started and to wager on sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, my man. Fault. My fault. All good. <laughs> All good. <laughs> hey, you warned me before. We was like, hey, Darius, Darius pretty good at talking. <laughs> yeah, he's informative. Hey, Very informative. That, yes, he is. He's got a lot of knowledge, man. I got a question. Um, you've been – now, obviously, you talked about how um, – a certain former punter for the Indianapolis Colts is kind of into the media right now and getting pretty big. Um, and he brings in a lot of uh, ex Colts players as well. You've been on there a ton. Yeah. Gerard's been on there. You know, my former um, co-host, the Jackson's been on there. What's it like sitting there knowing, I mean, obviously it's, it's a different animal, but mm -hmm. you know, than, than playing in the NFL, but, is the nerves there? Because, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, millions and millions of people are watching and listening to this as well. And and Pat, he's he, he's he got a personality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's like it's one of those things where you feel like you're in the locker room again. You know, you obviously we've, we've known Pat uh, for a long time and he's still the guy that we've always known. It's not like he's out there putting on a character like that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, So. I mean, you, you get on there and obviously we're, we're all doing our different things in the media. And, and for me, it, it becomes, you know, it's fun, but it becomes work again. So it was kind of like it's kind of like football. I'm just talking trash about sports and what's going on in life or just having conversations that I would have in a barbershop on the basketball court in the locker room. So, you know, I don't really think about the, the people that are listening or watching. Um, it's just having having good conversation. I know people you know, are going to be engaged, engaged with, and people are going to enjoy, you know, that's what makes his show um, so different, that it's not the same run of the mills, not the same uh, topics that everybody's going to be talking about. It's just, you know, hey, then he got his boys with him. So you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. So it just adds <laughs> a different element of, of, of excitement and improv. So it, it's, uh, it's fun. Awesome. JP. And, uh, and just, and, and staying on that topic for a second, Pat kind of broke that mold for the former players. Yeah. Like, Hey, you ain't gotta go the route. All the former players go with the media where, you know, you do your media training, you get hired by these big companies, ESPN and go that route. You can kind of break the mold and do your own thing. 
Is that some of, of that that you want to bark on that same lane where you're just creating your own thing rather than, you know, I, I think you'll be a great broadcaster. I feel like we need more defensive guys on that yep. stage to kind of explain the game for our fans and et cetera, because it's all offensive perspective. And uh, mm -hmm. when you look at the guys in the media, you know, we got some upcoming media guys that's more defensive minded uh, than sure. your offensive minded but at that same token we in the golden era of entrepreneurship and i know mm -hmm. that you got your own thing that you want to build and brand kind of like pat mcafee did so what is your goals uh for our future when you when you talk about what you want to do in this media thing yeah uh so i guess ultimate goals is, is definitely having some form of, of of a daily show uh, um putting out daily content where you know not just giving my takes, but giving giving my opinion on what's going on daily in the sports world, and kind of, I'm very interested in like how business and sports cross over. I feel like um, once again, getting into something, I just want it to be authentic, you know, to myself, and that's what I care about, and that's what I think people should know a little more about, especially the athletes, because being an athlete, you're kind of always in the middle of it. You just going, you just going. We're playing the sport that we always played, and a lot of guys just get kind of stuck in that, like I'm playing a sport. But once you cross over and now on the college level, you're getting paid. But once you cross over to that pro level, like it's about the business of Gerard Powers. It's about the business of Darius Butler, Antoine Bethea, whoever it is. And guys got to really move, you know, as a corporation. It's something you don't really understand. We're young and they kind of want to keep you in that lane of, hey, it's just football. So I kind of want to uh, bring, uh, I guess, some sort of education to that side of things as well as being entertaining. Um, but yeah, I want to stay in that lane, but I'm with you as far as the, you know, the buttoned up broadcaster. That's also a goal of mine is calling games. Cause I do feel like we need defensive mind and we know who knows quarterbacks and how the game is moving better than we do. You know, we have to understand quarterbacks. We have to understand plays, concepts, coordinators, receivers. So, um, you know, not everybody, but a lot of guys that get up there and do it. Lewis Riddick, Ryan Clark, like these guys do a great job of it. And I think I can do um, as well. So I can be a guy. We're all different. We all have range. So I can be a guy that you hear on Sundays, button up in the suit, talking about the game, like, you know, Greg Olson, Tony Romo, whoever. And then, you know, throughout the week, you can see me in sweats and a hoodie and a hat on talking about what's going on um, in the sports news daily as well. So I kind of want to stay in both lanes and once again, just stay, you know, true to who I am. That's you and Akeeb in the booth would be wild. <laughs> and who? Oh man, and a key. You and a key. Hey, you and a key. He, 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 he. Go ahead, bro. No, you got it. No, I, I mean I, I love what Key was doing, and it's different. You know, he once again is somebody that it gets on. He's you know obviously he's gonna be clean. He's gonna be fresh, but he's been authentic to who he is. And I know I love watching it as as a player, hearing his insight on what's going on because he's somebody that you know I played nine years in the league, but every time I hear him say talk about the game, I learn something. You know, same with Greg Olson, same with a lot of these people that are on TV. So I think more players um, can cross over and definitely uh, get into that. But yeah, I would love to be in a booth, a booth with Tlaib. That'd be dope. Yeah, that's 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 awesome because I mean they say that offense sells tickets, and but there's a lot of guys out there that love trench. You know, the trench warfare in, yep. in the NFL, and, and then there's defensive guys, and uh, there's a lot of fans out there. Even though you could sit there, like you talk about, you know, former quarterbacks and receivers and tight ends being, you know, in the booth during the game, calling the game and giving their insights on the game. We need more, like you said, we need more defensive back, defensive guys out there to say, 
what is that defensive player, what's going through his mind during this play and why you yeah. know, that actually happened? Because I, I think that would make for absolute great television. And they, yeah, they for, for, for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely fans out there for it. And even something like the Manny cast, mm-hmm. like that was, I mean, that was amazing for me. Like that's that some of the best content I've ever consumed. Um, being able to, you know, listen to Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Russell Wilson talk about a two-minute drive, you know, or a four-minute drill or what they're thinking in the red zone. Like, even as a player, I would love to be able to watch something like that. So um, I think it's it's going to be room for so many different things in this type of uh, media space that we're kind of entering into that digital um, age of things. So I, I think the lanes will be there. Uh, for me to do those type of things, I'm I'm excited about it, man. People people love people love defensive breakdowns, like you said, more than I even thought. But um, so I, mm-hmm. I would definitely be interested in being uh, one of the main faces in that lane. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With a delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended for diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Earlier this off season, mm-hmm. there was a tweet that was dropped and then you made a reply to it. It was about coaching. It was when, you know, the coaching hires were, were dropping and, you know, you were like, if I want to be a coach, I could be, has, has that actually went through your mind? Have you considered being, um, you know, dropping your hat in the NFL coaching? Because I've, I've talked to some players mm-hmm. and some guys, they don't want to, for one reason or another, whether it's the hours or, uh, Dequel Jackson specifically said, I wouldn't mind doing it, but if I'm sitting here during practice over and over and over trying to pound something in someone's head, they go out <laughs> there on the field and do the complete opposite. I'd lose myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, what what are your thoughts? Are you thinking about possibly doing that? Um, like I said earlier, that was that was definitely um, a lane I saw myself getting into, even if it would be on a high school level, but um, definitely on a pro level. Um, and, and I, I explored it this off season. I replied to that tweet and that obviously gained attention. I had talked to people behind the scenes about coaching. I went to coaching clinics and what you see, you know, being behind the curtain. And I'm sure, uh, JP can attest to this as well for black coaches. We, we just didn't move up at the same rate, especially at the bigger job. So that was discouraging, um, for me to even get in there. Cause I didn't want to get into coaching and they'd be somewhat held back knowing because it's one thing as an athlete, you got to get out there and earn it. Everybody sees who's good, who's not every day. You get that. But coaching is way more about relationships and getting into that building. So I didn't want to kind of get caught up into that. But I, I went through the interview process 
Um, actually, with the Colts, went through the interview process awesome. with the Colts with uh, Frank Wright, Gus Bradley, um, and um, and, and at the end of the process, you know, obviously you had to weigh what's going on. Okay, what am I doing in media? What am I doing here? How would this affect this family, hours, all these different things? And at the end of the day, you know, I just uh, made the decision to stay in this lane that that I'm in now. And um, at some point down the line, coaching may still be there, may still be something uh, that I want to do. Um, but I, I, I'm enjoying this lane. And I honestly, the network, the networking thing from Twitter, Twitter, I mean, I have coaches, front office people, all type of people DMing me, you know, if I post a video talking about different things um, because they enjoy the content. So even if I can carve out a consultant role with these different teams or coaches or players, which I've done, but that will be a lane that I more so can still be heavily involved in game plan and all these different type of things obviously while getting paid for it but still having the same you know quality of life and time so once again just trying to create create that lane uh more so than just jumping into something that i know i wouldn't be uh i would be fully committed to it which would kind of be a bad thing for me right now as far as you know family time and things like that man i tell people all the time if you're gonna jump back in it you, that, that that's gotta come first like everything that you do is gonna be off of what that team itinerary is your schedule responsibilities <laughs> so like family almost come you know second i don't want to say yeah. it like that but essentially i mean everything has to be dictated. that's what it is during that season yeah yeah so uh i know enough about you right now i know you want to talk some ball so you know, I'm a big fan of Kenny Moe, man. You know, I think I put him in the category, like we talk about the Malcolm Jenkins, who who became like the positionless uh, mm -hmm. player, you know, playing corner, playing nickel, playing safety, uh, your Tyron Matthews. You know, it was some guy, yourself, myself. You know, it was yep. some guys that kind of was, you know, those type of players that can play every role in the secondary. And I feel like Kenny Moe fit, fits the that style. Well. Darius Webb, Webby, uh, all yeah. those guys, uh, Captain Munnerlyn, all those guys. So when you see Kenny Moore and his style of play, what what do you see in his game that you like the most when it comes to, you know, how instinctive he is or or whatever it is that he showcases every Sunday? Man, that I like the most? That's tough. It's, it's a lot of, lot of things I like about Kenny's game, but I would probably say his, his competitive streak, you know, and, and coming in, you know, as a, as an undrafted free agent, then getting cut from New England and then landed with us. I remember him when he first came in, he was just a sponge. You know, you could tell he was just hungry. And uh, any opportunity he got out there, whether it's special teams or a package, he took full advantage of it. He was always locked in um, as far as when it came to the mental aspect of his game, which, you know, as rookies or as young players, mm -hmm. like, man, you're just trying to figure out how to walk and chew gum at the same time out there. But he was already trying to work on that next level. So his competitive streak and then, you know, how he attacks the game from a mental um, standpoint. And uh, he, he, like you said, he's so versatile. He brings so many different elements to the game. He can be involved in the run game. He can blitz. Um, something that I was terrible at. Never could add that to my game. But he's, he's great coming off the edge and disrupting the pass game that way. Ball skills. Uh, he does a good job staying square in that uh, in that slot, and that's a, a very important position. It was for us, but I feel like it's, it's it's evolved even more now in the game like that. So having a weapon like him um, on the team uh, becomes invaluable. So uh, I love what Kenny can do. You can have one out. He plays outside too, and, and does a damn good job of that, which guys his size typically don't do. So he does a damn good job. He plays bigger than he is. You saw, we all remember that one-handed interception um, in the back of the end zone, long arms, 
plays bigger than his frame says. So I, it's a lot to love about uh, Kenny Moore's game. Is Man. is there somebody out there free agent wise that can take the coach's defense over the top? Um, I don't know about free agent wise, but uh, James James Bradbury, he's a he's a guy that I've been hearing connected with the Colts, um, and I think he will be a great signing for the Colts. I love his upside. Uh, he didn't have a great year last year. Year before, he was dominant. Still yeah. young enough. The money's already committed, so it's not a long-term, big-money type of deal where you're locked in long time. But it could be one of those kind of how, how it was with Xavier Rose. Rose came in, and we got a – especially that first year was a really good year out of Rose. But I think Bradbury would be a great guy. Honey Badger, another guy that is versatile. You know, I can – because you got to think in this game, you need – I was having this conversation with A.B. I said you need four corners that are legit guys that can start. And some guys do it the other way. Some some teams go safety. Like the Patriots right. right now, they probably got three, four safeties on the rosters that are starters. But you need like a good six to six DBs that are starting quality DBs to go out there and match up with guys in passing situations, two-minute situations. So I think Honey Badger would be great. Another guy versatile in the run game, in the pass game, smart, communicates. Um, obviously, Bobby Wagner. Like this is <laughs> – that's, that's a defensive coordinator walking around that can still play the game. Um, at a high level. So, um, you know, all those guys will be uh, great signings uh, for the Colts. We need to open that checkbook up and get at least one of them in there. <laughs> well, you talk about, you know, the Patriots having four. I mean, they just signed Peppers. I mean, come on. You know, they just keep adding talent to a deep, deep talent pool that they already have. And yeah. you talk, you, you you talked about, I just, I just want to go back a little bit. You talked about how uh, you weren't very good at the blitz package, but man, you could read a screen like nobody's business and blow it up. So I mean, yeah, come on now. We have our strengths and weaknesses. He, he, so, he, he uh, wasn't hitting out there. He wasn't hitting out yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, I made business decisions, man. I, I saw I saw the long game, but uh, nah, that blitz. Rob Mathis kept trying to get me, like, hey, just bend, just get low and bend. Them tackles don't like to go below their waist. I, I just couldn't get it right, man. Uh, Oh well, hey. Um, I wanted to bring this up, um, because you just talked about the defensive side of free agency. The offensive side of free agency, especially when it came to wide receivers, was kind of held back. Obviously, with the fact that the Indian didn't have a quarterback, right? So, yep. any 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 wide receiver worth their salt wasn't going to sign, not knowing who the heck was throwing the rock. Exactly. Uh, and then on top of that. I'm curious, do you think the wide receiver market became a little bit uh, too difficult for a Chris Ballard in this free agency when you start seeing guys, you know, signing what they have, like the Christian Kirk 17 mil a year, and then and then you saw the trade with Hill, and then they're at $30 million a year. Yeah. And, and now you're – and then you're hearing Landry, you know, possibly wanting $20 million a year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it – do you think that's kind of a situation now where the Colts, when it comes to the wide receiver part, might be kind of in a in a situation where they they might just focus more on the draft rather than free agency? I mean, yeah, but the, 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 like you said at first, the timing. I think the timing mm -hmm. of everything is what threw everything off. Um, because once again, if you're a good receiver, especially if you you know you sign in free agency you want to go out and obviously win you want to be involved in the offense and obviously money is a big part of it too and we had the money to even slightly overpay some guys say a, an Allen robinson or somebody like that 
but Allen Robinson not going to sign, you know, with no no starting quarterback on the roster. So um, they were obviously uh, they had they felt like they had to move on from Carson Wentz as soon as possible without even a plan B uh, really in place. But I think that's what held it back the free agent market. I still think uh, Landry will be a good signing though. He played last year uh, hurt for most of the year which I think messed up his value. So $20 million obviously sounds maybe a little crazy now, but if he played to the level that he's typically plays at, that would be, yeah, $20 million around. If guys getting 30, 28, I would say Jarvis would be worth that as well. But once again, we're still in a position where we can give him a little more than, you know, most people would at this point. And I think he is the type of weapon that Matt Ryan is going to need because Matt Ryan is going to, he's a quarterback. He's going to be a statue in the pocket. When he gets back on that fifth step, that seventh step, that ball needs to be going where it's supposed to be going. That receiver needs to be there. So it's one thing to draft the receiver. And I, I know uh, JP done seen plenty of these guys come in drafted. You're fast. You're explosive. You can catch the ball. You can do all these things. But it's a complete different ball game getting out there on Sunday afternoon and being able to create separation on third and eight and getting to a spot like that's a skill in its own. And Jarvis Landry has mastered that skill. Even a guy like Julio, who's a little slower now, a lot of people are off that bandwagon. A lot of reporter with Matt Ryan. You got Reggie Wayne as a receiver coach. Like he's a guy. I'm not going to judge him based off playing the season. Ryan Tannehill. That's that's just me personally. So I think it's some juice left in that tank. But Julio Jarvis, and then obviously you go out, you continue to develop Michael Pittman. But you got to go out and get you know some talent at the wide receiver position this draft as well. But I still think you need guys at the top of that uh, target list who have ran a lot of routes in this league. No, I agree, man. I think Jarvis Landry, because uh, when we was talking about it a few pods ago, you know, Matt Ryan's have always always had a, a safety net, whether it was Tony Gonzalez, whether it became Julio, whatever the case may be. Yep. And I was like, when you look at our room, Michael Pittman is that down the field, bigger matchup type guy. I say, but Matt needs somebody that's going to move them chains and who yeah. not better than Jarvis. He's ran routes. He know how to get open. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a savvy vet. He's physical. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring a certain element to the game. So I like that, too. I like that, too. I like that. But that's all I, I have for it. you today, my man. I know we've been on a minute. It's always great to hear from you. I'm going to see you soon in Miami. Hey. And I promise I'm going to give you that work. I'm going to definitely give you that Cameras work. Cameras will be on them. Let you know. So you might want to bring somebody to hold your camera, too. I, I might call Ballers Life out there. I'm going to have hey. a mix. <laughs> Just don't let me be in charge of the edits because I'm going to make it look real good. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining. Um, for those that are watching or listening to this, could you tell everybody before we go um, where they can find you on social media and your podcast and stuff? Uh, yeah, so right now, uh, the Man to Man pod, wherever you listen to your podcast, is me and uh 14-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, Antoine Bethea, obviously a long-time coach as well. Um, and we actually do that podcast live. Uh, we stream live on YouTube every Monday and Thursday, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. And, um, you know, check me on my socials at Darius J. Butler on Twitter, on Instagram. Pretty active. And uh, I, you don't have a clue what's going to pop up on that timeline next. All right. Well, thank you so much again. That's going to be it for this episode of Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers with special guest Darius Butler. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.